My name is Eric Burke, and along with my good friend Rob Stowe, we have been working on a new podcast called Student of the Serpent. We are approaching this show with some fresh ideas that will tell a story of these amazing reptiles in the wild. We're going to dive deep and try to get a better understanding of how these reptiles have adapted to survive in some of the harshest environments on Earth. We hope that this window into their world give you a better understanding of what makes them tick and afford you the knowledge to give them a better life in captivity. This will be a different approach than any reptile podcast out there to date. Our first episode will be airing soon right here on the NPR network and it's all about Loma pythons. Let's take a listen and make our way to the coolest place on the planet. Australia. Generally speaking, the Woma occurs across the middle, uh, north-south, horizontally middle of Australia, in Queensland in the Brigalow Belt, up to 80 Mile Beach to Port Hedland in Western Australia. And then in the kind of down to the median points of both the Northern Territory and South Australia, although that South Australian population is relatively rare. And there's a likely disjunct population in Southwest Australia across a crescent from roughly Southern Cross up to Shark Bay. At this point, it seems like there's basically four different general areas that you would go to find a Woma Python, or at least to have a shot at finding a Woma Python. The first is that Brigalow Belt Queensland population, kind of in the Roma to Dalby general area. Seems like they're relatively, well, uh, relatively to very uncommon in that area, but people can can occasionally find them there west of Brisbane. They were observed excavating soil two times during the study. The first digging observation occurred early in the afternoon, which was 2 p.m. on a hot summer day, with adult male python. was located with the anterior portion of his body approximately 30 centimeters inside a wide barrel entry. A pile of loose soil was present outside of the barrow. Ten minutes after arrival, the python began to scoop more soil out of the barrow with its head and continued to do this for approximately 12 scoops before reversing out of the barrow and investigating the loose soil. The python then braced against the base um, of a shrub located 30 centimeters from the barrow entry, using it to loosen soil deep in the barrow. So basically, I guess what they're doing is they're sort of wedging themselves uh, against this shrub so that they can sort of use it as leverage um, to make it easier uh, to dig out these burrows. Kind of almost thought, should I have taken more pictures? And in retrospect, yes, I probably should have spent like six hours sitting there with that animal because we didn't find much after that. And I, you know, if you, if only you knew, you know, in retrospect, I would have spent a lot more time with that animal. But I'm thinking, oh, this is a, you know, right out of town, we find this awesome animal. This night's going to be you know, crazy. Um, and it turned out, you know, we didn't find any blackheads um, in 
on that trip or a subsequent trip and didn't find any more Womas either. But uh, so that's my only Western Australian Aspidites that's been alive. I found a couple uh, DOR blackheads, but oh man, that that was that made up for whatever. I can't complain, you know. I I, I found a Woma in, in, in the wild, so that's uh, that's about as good as it can can get. So. I think that's I think that's probably valid, but it's just an interesting idea, right? That it's you yeah, know yeah. Uh-huh. that at least relative to moisture, less so temperature, right? Because to the point you're making, it probably yeah. is more thermostable, you know, where blackheads are than where womas are. But um, mm-hmm. just in terms of moisture, it seemed kind of crazy that it's like inherently it's a place with more moisture than, uh, but maybe that's given them the ability to be more. Uh, specific or you know less tolerant than as you say i think that's probably the answer is just tolerability yeah <laughs> how tough do they have to yeah. be that's again to me this is the pitch of the show i think that is an awesome that's uh, the best response i could imagine to what i said that's that's that that's that's the you know you're you're building in the preview you know the preview episode right here man because that's <laughs> all right that that that's that's the idea right it's it's an observation yeah. it's putting it into the ether and having someone who's had experience with it apply their own knowledge and say okay viewing that reality what lens how can i what lens can i apply so that I can actually come up with a, a realistic or a plausible explanation for what we're undoubtedly seeing. And I think that's perfect. Really great, really uh, important for herpticulture to have um, kind of a place they can go if they want to really dive into a species and learn more. And there you have it. The teaser episode of Student of the Serpent. I look forward to taking this journey with you and learning all about these amazing animals. You really think about it, they are fascinating. And I hope in some way that it ultimately will lead to keepers and breeders being more in tune with their animals and becoming student of the serpent.